This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 36, Forest Yoga. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. For this episode, I sat down with Anna Forrest and Jose Calarco. Anna is an internationally recognized pioneer in yoga and emotional healing. She is the creatrix of Forest Yoga, a powerfully physical, internally focused practice that emphasizes on how to integrate the transformative experiences from the mat into your daily life. With the collaboration of Jose, Forest Yoga transformed by embodying and bringing alive ancient spiritual teachings from the original culture through ceremonies, stories, and songs. Anna is the author of the book Fierce Medicine and a regular contributor on the Huffington Post, Elephant Journal, Origin Magazine, Mentra Magazine, Health Magazine, and Yoga Journal Magazine. She is known as a mystic, visionary, philanthropist, and medicine woman. Jose's background ranges from producer and administrator of large-scale events to artistic director into the field of dance, film, theater, yoga, and music. Today, he is the creative director, ceremonial director, and business mentor for Forest Yoga. Together, they travel the world teaching the healing power of yoga through breath, integrity, movement, and spirit. As always here on the podcast, I really appreciate your support and I love to read your comments. So if you take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or on your iPhone podcast app, you automatically enter our giveaway. Atlanta is continuing to support this podcast in their effort to ignite a community of strong women who lift each other up and is giving out once again a $75 shop card. If you want to know more about the giveaway, stay tuned. I'll give a bit more details at the end of the show and I'll announce the winner of the last one. So if you did leave a review, make sure to stick around until the end. On and Off Your Mat is also part of Patreon. Patreon is a web platform where you can donate to financially support this podcast and you can become a monthly member. Donators will get shoutouts on the episode and as monthly member, you will receive exclusive content, mini shows, guided meditation, guided flows, and so much more. Our first exclusive episode was about me. And then the second one that just came out on September 1st was a guided loving kindness meditation. This month, you'll also get access to one more exclusive gift. When I met with Anna and Jose, we did it on video chat. So you'll get access to the full unedited video discussion if you are a member. Visit my Patreon page at patreon.com slash on and off your mat to become a member or and to get your hands on all the exclusive VIP content. I want to welcome our newest Patreon members this week, Emily Godwill, Phyllis Gold, Julie Derricot, Mark Stefanski, Peter and Linda Sue, and Terry Kelly. Hope you enjoy your exclusive content. Also a special shout out to Karen Holt for her generous donation. Thank you guys for your support. I am extremely grateful for you. Okay, with all this, uh, let's get to the episode. I'm sure you'll feel inspired by Anna and Jose's passion. Hi guys, good morning. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Gary, uh, from Bali. Good morning from, from Bali. Bali. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me from all across the world. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in San Francisco. Ah. Mm-hmm. We know that town. We know that town very well because we've been there three times in the past 12 months. Wow. And we're coming back there again very soon. That's amazing. I've never had the pleasure to practice live in person with either of you, but I love the importance and the attention that Forest Yoga puts on healing and what it stands for. So the intentions behind 
the practices are truly powerful and the spectrum of tools to get reconnected to our body and to get reconnected to the truth and to move through our suffering is really making those practices more rich. So I wanted to sit down with you guys to get your vision on the possibility of healing through yoga and what it can offer us. How does that sound? How to start this? Well, we'll start with Anna who created Forest Yoga and then about six years ago I came in and uh, altered forest yoga, adding musicality, shamanism and First Nation stuff into it because I felt that yoga is not enough. Mm. The physical aspect of yoga is not enough, so it needed more ceremonial elements and musical elements and ways to connect to spirit. But Anna already had this forest yoga in place so maybe she can start this mm-hmm. question can you tell us a bit about well, yourself and what was the vision behind starting forest yoga when i came into yoga i had a lot of problems mm-hmm. and they weren't really getting solved and i didn't know for sure if yoga could do anything for me or not you know i had an attitude that like i was unhelpable anyways but as i continued my studies in yoga I started bringing in some of the other things that were important and life changers for me, like the Native American medicine road. You know, so that was the ceremonies that I started to reconfigure so I could bring it in to a yoga arena mm-hmm. because not it, I tried bringing people up on the mountain the way that I learned it, but very few of the yoga world people can go up on a mountain and fast or do the vision quests. So it it wasn't working that well, you know, and I learned how to do sweat lodges and brought some of my people into that, which was a little bit easier, but I basically had to sit and have a ceremony about how to bring in ceremony into the yoga arena in a way that was more thorough. So I had brought in some songs I had brought in and redone, redid ceremonies. I created ceremonies from things that helped me heal and brought ceremony into yoga in a very different way. And then years and years and years later, when Jose came in and we started talking about our various ceremonial First Nation backgrounds and loves, and he made this beautiful offering of this is his spiritual heritage. And it was like, please bring this on because I I can carry so much, but I don't have that. Mm-hmm. And so we brought this together in this beautiful weave of healing that also includes not just people and their problems on the mat, but how to live off of the mat and also how to walk this planet in a way that we can start to bring the planet into recovery. Like right now, especially with the fires going on in the Amazon, people are waking up to the the cost of our own greed and carelessness and arrogance and ignorance. Mm -hmm. They're waking up to that. And we're doing everything we can to say, please, you have to change what you're doing. You have to change or we will lose the planet. Yeah. So that, that leads on to one of the main things that I brought to forest yoga was making forest yoga, a vegan company. Not many yoga companies are actually vegan companies. To my shock, I've been in the Indigenous business for almost 30 years. So I had travelled the four corners of the world 
with a First Nations group called Descendants Aboriginal. So we were the world's first culture. So 30,000 years before Jesus, before Krishna, before religion, before yoga, before India, before philosophy, we already had a beautiful system in place where the animals, the mountains, the rivers and sky, we were they were our relations. It was living as one whole unit. And it wasn't until the white man came to the country that everything was destroyed with greed. And some of the principles of the First Nation, veganism and shamanism, I brought these tools into forest yoga and and also being a, a keyboard player, singer, musician, songwriter, bringing all these things into forest yoga. So what was once just one medicine person and a forest has now become two medicine people with a lifetime of first-hand experience, no new age bullshit, just first-hand experiences coming. From your own healing. Yeah, uh, to give yogis not just a yoga class but a yoga experience. And also the tools to be able to go in, inside and go on quest. It's like our people, and we've traveled all over the world teaching, and our people have lost the ability to quest for information inside. It's really quite frightening. And so our people are more manipulatable than ever before mm-hmm. from the media, from all of these different influences. You know, you, we see our people with their face buried in the cell phone all the time and it's really horrifying. It's like, please get your face out of the cell phone <laughs> and look around at the world that you're living in. Look at the people you want to be intimate with. You can't be intimate with your cell phone. It's an empty relationship. Wake up. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Mm-hmm. This is a tool for you. Not, not, and it shouldn't be an addiction, which is what has, it has become. Yeah, And the reason we implemented veganism Mm -hmm. into the yoga system, well, in India for 5,000 years, vegetarianism and yoga has always been a system. It's not until it went to the USA, uh, you know, the last century, that it was the veganism was cut off from the yoga part of it. But the very reason, one of the main reasons that the Amazon is burning is for land clearance to grow meat because the average person in the world will eat 13 cows, 900 chickens, 14 hogs and 5,000 pounds of seafood. So if you multiply that by every person on the planet, you will see we need land and resources to enable for everyone to eat 13 cows. Mm -hmm. So what People are are behind saving the Amazon, but they're not behind the veganism. And the reason they're clearing the land, or 50% of the reason, is for animal production. And this is what people don't realise. But that's the very reason we bring this into the yoga system, because yoga off the mat is 23 hours a day. Yoga on the mat is about an hour a day or 90 minutes. So... And that's just a piece of how integrity is important for you guys, right? 
Integrity yeah. is a pillar exactly. of your practice or the, what, what you're teaching. To, to understand the consequences of your actions. Every time you eat a meal, you're voting. You're either voting to save the ecology of this planet and the animals, or you're voting to destroy it. You're voting like, oh, I, I have this belief that I have to chew on somebody's leg in order to be strong. And it's, it's like, this is your ignorance speaking. Do some research. Do some research. You can be fed and nourished beautifully without having to kill animals. And we are wiping out this beautiful animal population all over the planet. And people don't realize it's a hideous loss. Without the animals, our hearts will be stone. Yeah. So besides the vegan message, we're reconnecting people to the messages of First Nations and the philosophy of First Nations, and we're also encouraging people to begin programs of insight like music, dance, writing. This is a total healing system because the human comes in four parts. So the body needs the movement and the action. We'll give them the physical yoga for that. The mind needs to be stilled. The emotions need expressions and the spirit needs nourishment. So when we look at the four parts of the people, we see what is yoga on the mat, what is yoga off the mat, and also keeping a truth and integrity threaded all the way through it. So, How does that show up in the practice? How do you teach integrity? Well, how about starting to be honest with when the pose is working with you and when it isn't? You know, if if you're numbing out the signals that you're feeling, how to interpret that kinesthetic message So, for example, if you're pushing into splits because you want to have that super cool yoga pose and your hamstrings are stinging, stinging, stinging and slowly ripping, you're being out of integrity. And there's people hanging out in postures. You see it at every teacher training. You see the golden students, which have integrity, breath and strength. And an awareness. And an awareness. And then you see the others that are just hanging out in the posture Uh, The present moment is always a passage that needs to be gotten rid of as quickly as possible when the others are very much in the present moment relaxed with their breath. Uh, Okay, some students aren't as strong as others, so Anna and I have to be very aware of that as well. But then there's integrity off the mat and people have a choice to be do bad business practice, bad relationship practice, or do good ones. We don't need to tell people what's right and wrong because if, if you're going to be slippery in relationships and business practices and ethics off the mat, it's going to come back and bite you on the bum. Mm-hmm. One thing, Anna, you mentioned was the numbness that we encounter very much and very often. Before we get into integrity, we have to be reconnected to ourselves. We have to be able to listen to those messages that the body is trying to tell us. So how do you approach that with people or where can people start? Well, they start by feeling themselves. And part of actions of integrity is learning how to make that reconnection. It's just not like, click, I'm going to reconnect. If they've had a lifetime of drug abuse or pharmaceutical drug abuse, then the the ability to reconnect is a learned action and it, it needs work because it's 
We've been taught how to disconnect in all these different ways because we become easier to manipulate. And this is the very reason I now begin every yoga class with a ceremony of meditation followed by invocation and acknowledgement, which is a musicality. So every class starts with a musicality and an invocation, which comes directly from First Nations experience. But of course, I've done it my own way because I've traveled the four corners of the planet seeing how ceremony is done, not just by my people in Australia, but by all ceremonies, because we've been to almost 50 countries doing this as a, as a, a cultural group. So starting each practice with a ceremony and it takes about two or three minutes before people can come out of the busy mind because people come into the ceremony, judgment is on automatic, you know, the motherfucker in their mind is already operating uh, because it's on automatic judgment. But two or three minutes into the ceremony, real magic begins to happen. And real magic can only happen from people that have really done the spiritual work. You, you can, There's fake shamans left, right and centre, but people that have done the work can create that magic and be able to invocate the spirits of the land and honour the spirits of the land. Like when we teach, we always honour the First Nation people. If we're on American land, we acknowledge that the Native American Indian, this was, is and always will be their land, as in Australia or New Zealand. We honour the spirits and through music, the power of music, chanting, and I don't mean oms and all that nonsense, I mean from the chants that we bring in, which are First Nations chants, we are able to create an atmosphere where the motherfucker in people's minds is melted away and then they're ready for some truth and integrity. And by the end of the class, people are walking out with a spring in their step going, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened is you've just had a break from the motherfucker Uh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. How do you define spirit? Sorry. This is also how we get people to connect to their authentic self because they have to go through all those layers of conditioning who they think they're supposed to be. They don't know how to evolve their authentic self. So we start giving them tools and feedback like you're being fake, you know, Mm. like, yes, you have to break out of your box of conditioned response, but how to do this coming from your authentic self instead of from your conditioned self. The spirit is the sacred pause between every thought and every judgment. So to reconnect to spirit, you have to come underneath the mental noise and come into the fertile ground of the spirit, which some people call the second attention. The first attention is absolute nonsense. It's judgment, it's paranoia, it's neurotic, it's dysfunctional, it is full of sadness, it is full of crap. And to come into the second attention, that's why there's a ceremony first. First Nations people always do ceremony because the reason we do ceremony is not just to do a big song and dance. 
The reason we do ceremony is to move from the ordinary into the extraordinary. And this and the ceremony and the music can seep in deep, deep inside of a person, deeper than what, what words can penetrate to. Mm-hmm. It gets the, directly the to is, the... The spirit is close, but it's clouded by thought, judgment, emotions, paranoia. The sacred pause, which we do a lot in the yoga, always call for the sacred pause. Whenever you get to the sacred pause, you are already awake. You are already enlightened. And then when the mind comes back, it's shrouded again. We are already enlightened. It's just the motherfucker of the mind. Sorry to about the language this morning. <laughs> this is how we talk when we teach. So we're just we're just teaching the You're way. Just we being teach. yourself. I'll put a little explicit on the episode. It's all good. <laughs> well, I think people really get it. Like the bully in the mind is the motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's like, why are you obeying motherfucker? Disobey motherfucker and let someone wiser run your life instead of this person that shreds you and everybody else. And what is so amazing, Anna and I have done so many trainings and workshops and work in the last six years. We visit 30 cities a year all over the world, which is an absolute hectic schedule, but uh, this neurotic world really needs it. And, uh, you know, we work to exhaustion point trying to heal this planet. We're working very hard to help the humans at this at this big changing time of humanity to help them turn so that we can learn to live sanely here and steward this planet properly instead of be greedy, blind, addicted, stupid human beings and destroy ourselves, each other and the planet. I mean that that's that's the choices. Yeah. And we are really working because we believe that humans can learn and change and heal and evolve. How are you taking care of yourself through all that so you can continue to push people and help other people? How we look after ourselves is, one, we do a daily yoga practice. Two, we are vegans. Three, we sing. We are singers and artists. And four, we create every day. And five, we are living the life that we want to. Travel, music, love, creativity. You know, people people talk about manifesting what they want. We have manifested everything we could ever want and we don't need anything. We don't need anything. We're not chasing anything. We already have everything. What we are what we are pursuing or chasing is to bring this healing into the world. It's like to help the humans evolve in a good medicine way. That's what we're after. That's what we're doing. And, and, what, and I also got to say, we lean on each other a lot through this. That's why this there's two teachers. Special. If there was one teacher doing all this work, we'd be dead. So we, we, Anna teaches part of the yoga. I teach part of the yoga. I start with the singing. I do some ceremony. So we keep trading off the responsibilities of work because what is so surprising to me is the yoga community who I thought, okay, well, they they must be one step more healed than uh, the general community, which is basically unconscious. What I can't believe is the thin line between elation 
and suicide. Like, I mean, it's, it's hair thin. It's hair thin. And yogis come to us with these thoughts of suicide. Yogis come to us with relationship problems, financial problems, friendship problems, mental problems, health problems. You know, we're not doctors. We are healers. Uh, doctors could never cope with all those problems anyhow, you know. But that is surprising how much this yoga community needs healing. Yeah, there's a lot of suffering and anguish in our, in our people, and it's not they, – they don't have to be there. That's what people don't understand is there is ways of working through that, and we're teaching them that. We're, we're helping them learn how to get out of pain – how to heal their pain, and how to start to develop and live a life that they can be proud of. Could you give some examples for listeners of a tool or two that you offer students so they can move on that path? How about how to breathe? Okay. How about starting a daily yeah. yoga class? Let's talk about the a breath. Yoga class. How about going vegan? How about starting a program of insight? How about connecting to nature? How about reading about First Nations philosophy? How about that? Uh, there's, there's so many ways there's lots of good to ways. begin this and we're doing our best to spread forest yoga teachers around the world and if there isn't some forest yoga teachers around whoever's listening to this then look at yoga you online for our online programs look at cody app or allo moves i think is who bought that company mm -hmm. allo yeah. moves they have some of our work that we did you know, so far as being able to reach out to people through the online world and come and work with us because we give these tools for people to integrate and learn what are my personal gifts for me to develop? What is it that matters to me and how can I make a difference in this world? I mean, one of the things that is so refreshing is that in our teacher training courses, when we start teaching people how to do talking circle and learning how to speak the truth, Once they get under their initial flurry of like, oh, my back hurts and I have migraines and I'm suicidal and all that stuff, they come down to this basic desire to make a difference in the world, but not knowing how. And it's like, here's how. Do these practices. Clean it up yourself so that the energy you emit in the world is an energy of beauty and energy of healing instead of an energy of more chaos and destruction. Then how to teach these things. How to teach forest yoga. I remember one Korean monk, he would say just basically a couple of things. He said, do good things, don't do bad things. It's very simple. When you drink your wine or your beer or your cocaine's up your nose or in your veins or whatever you're doing, it's like, you know, you're acting stupidly. Stop it. Stop poisoning yourself, my friends. That will be a huge step. That's a start. <laughs> Having a clean vessel Uh, without drugs and without rotting animals in it, suffering rotting animals is a, is a beginning. You must be clean to be able to accept the next level of spiritual development. It, it begins with a clean vessel. And this is why I, uh, it's one thing about doing our stuff online, but I always suggest come and do a teacher training with Anna and I. It's not just about yoga because, you know, downward dog is not going to save you from slashing your wrists if you're suicidal. Although it can be part of 
a wider program of not slashing your wrists. But, uh, you know, the first step is to help the humans help themselves. Coming back to the breath, Anna, you mentioned, I know pranayama is an integral part of uh, forest yoga. What are people missing out in public classes when there's no pranayama that is taught? What I would rather talk about mm -hmm. is Please. how we work with the breath. Because yes. what people get in other yoga classes, it, it's something. It's something. But we work on feeling the breath. We work on learning how to direct. One is, is like getting enough breath to change your energy levels, to change how your brain works. Mm -hmm. Because most of us are breathing pollution in the cities. We're smoking. We're doing all sorts of things that put filth in the lungs. And just like the lungs have got to be functioning for the overall body to be functioning. Just like the planet. If all the rainforest is cut down, the planet can't live with that because the rainforest is the lungs of the planet. We can't live without our lungs. We cannot. Without breath, like if you go without food, you can go for like a month without food. It will be really uncomfortable, but you can. You can go for maybe seven days without water. You can go for about 10 minutes and you're dead meat without breath. That's how important it is. 10 minutes, you're dead. Mm. And with how we work with it is we get people cleaning out every air sac in their lungs. So learning how to breathe deeply, then learning how to breathe into the areas that got problems. Listen, chronic back pain, you start learning how to breathe in there. And then you start learning the force choke basic moves that will help dredge out the pain chemicals and start rebuilding the tissue in there so that it can be healthy. But breathing into the trouble spot is one of the basic directions and basic ways of When we set the intent, we're frequently focusing on pick something inside of you that needs healing. So if you have an emotional issue that's going on, there's a place in your body, in your cell tissue, where you feel that most strongly, that's the area you're working with. And then you do all these beautifully, carefully, intelligently sequenced poses that help move things out, the, the congestion, the chemical poisoning, the pain. And by the end of every session, you feel radically different. You feel hopeful. You feel a lessening or a complete disappearance of the pain. You feel like there's something worth living for. That's powerful medicine. Absolutely. And then that's something that we need to do every day. We work a lot with people's brains and re-examining the programming of it, learning how to literally light up your brain so that you're more resourceful. Like yoga, forest yoga, lights up the brain. And because I've had a lot of brain problems, I've been focusing for years on breathing into my brain and lighting up the dark areas, and it's given me amazing results. And one of the things that I'm very hopeful for is science has made some beautiful studies into the brain saying we, we use about two-fifths, maximum three-fifths of our brain. Less. Yeah, mostly around two-fifths, and we think the same thoughts and do the same things day after day after day. But if we can start to put the seeds of creativity and new thinking in there, it makes changes. So when we do music, well, let me start. When we listen to music, it lights up the brain in different ways. When we participate in music, it lights up the brain even more. Three parts of the brain. So only a few practices light up the three parts of the brain. And participating in music is one of them. And the very reason that First Nations people 
music and dance was always integral in ceremony was because it lights up the three parts of the brain, singing and dancing. So these are things we incorporate into forest yoga. Can you finish that? Yeah. I had a little more. On, oh, I have a of lot course. more on that. Please. It's so fascinating. But it's like this is one of the places that I get hope for our people is recognizing how little we're using our brain. And if we learn to light up our whole brain, how resourceful we can become, how we can start to take responsibility for our own evolution, which I think is the, the sexiest thing ever. It's like do things that help you evolve. How amazing. How cool is that? And that's what we're teaching. Yeah. So that's the motor, visual, and auditory. One, two, three parts of the brain. So uh, people uh, have been working with the brain for quite a while now, especially the reptilian brain, which is the ancient part of our brain, which is the fight or flight part of the brain, the survival basic crude instinct part of our brain. So as you can see, Anna and I, we're not enlightened gurus. We're just real people living above the demons and doing steps to get a person out of trouble. There's a big line of thinking in the yoga business to dismantle self-esteem and dismantle the self. And then there's another thing about recovering the self. So you know what I'm getting at here? Like for 5,000 years, dismantling the self and the ego has been part of yoga. Mm -hmm. And then another part of yoga is saving the self and building self-esteem. So there's a, there's a conflict here. There's a huge conflict here. But neither is right and neither is wrong because there's a time to build the self-esteem and save yourself before you can go on to other things. So Anna and I are well aware there's a timeline here because if everyone sits around waiting for the present moment in a lounge room, they're going to take their fucking lives, you know, before they even get a chance. So Anna and I are facing real problems, real issues. In my job with the Aboriginal people, I was facing alcoholism, child abuse, family domestic violence. I was facing real problems every day. Now, if people just say, okay, get them to sit in a room and wait for the present moment, if I was to do that, my people would be decimated. So we needed to move to do things. When people are living in fear and, and disheveled, you need to move. And I know that there's a place for stillness as well. So there is a timeline to do things. And first is to save the self before we can be free of the self's neurotic patterns. So I, I need to state that because a lot of people are going down the road of sitting around in the room waiting for the present moment, dismantling the self. But first, before dismantling the self, you must save the self. And if people have incarnated into this world to taste sentient life and to also create their dreams, you need the self 
to co-create that dream of becoming a yoga teacher, becoming a musician, becoming a writer, becoming all this. So there's a time for becoming and then a time to unfold that becoming. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot in ceremony. It's like you continue to build who you are, who you want to be. We We call it becoming your wiser self. But then in ceremony, it's also a process of dismantling to become part of the great mystery. And and there's it's like, yes, you pull your addictive nature out, and yes, you, you pull Peeling the layers. And there's there's that stuff too, but there's also this unfolding to the great unknown, to the great mystery that happens in ceremony, and that's part of an ongoing process. Not like, oh, I went in yoga class and I fell apart. Done now. It's like well, that was one experience. It's like an inhale and an exhale of the, of the soul. Mm. There's, there's a building of it. And in, in the Native American medicine teachings, they say that you groom your ego. It, it needs to become a healthy part of you. And I feel that that's much more true than kill the ego, which is what some of the traditional yoga says. And I don't think that that's accurate or intelligent. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker is one thing. That person needs to be taken out of the seat of power and put over to the side and retrained. But the ego, we need the ego to be sane, intelligent, and working with all the other aspects of the human being, like the spirit, the yeah. heart, the emotions, all together. You know, the, the ego was no accident. Everyone was born with one. Okay, when we reach the status of of Buddha and Krishna, yes, maybe we don't need the ego then, possibly. But you know what? (laughs) The chances of this fucking world reaching Buddha and Krishna status is fucking zero. (laughs) You know, there may be one or two people that may do that. So what do we do in the meantime? What we If we wait to become enlightened... to take action, then the Amazon is going to be burnt down. Animals are going to be a thing of the past and war and hatred, revenge and all the the seven deadly sins are going to run rampant all over this, this planet because we are in a real crisis right now. We need to save our planet. We really do. And there's so many people that like, oh, I can't do anything about it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Every time you eat something, you make a vote every time. So to begin to look for what can you do, because we need this planet. We need the animals. We need to have a chance to live our life. So what can you do for that? Hmm. How often do you work against that with your drinking, with your smoking, with what you think of as having a good time? Why is poisoning yourself having a good time? You've been brainwashed by the media to buy these products, to do this, and you are convinced that's a good time. Wake the fuck up. But while the, the, <laughs> while the body is poisoned by food, pharmaceuticals, and drugs, we will always go to alcohol, drugs, and sex as the good time because our body is totally, totally contaminated. Fasting, raw foods, veganism... We, firstly, we need to get this temple, the body, clean again before we can move forward. So that's the very first step in healing all these people because the majority of 
yogis that come to us are not clean at all. Uh, so there's this fallacy that the yoga community is all about love, peace and brown rice. Uh, it ain't. Trust me, I've been in it long enough now. Would that be your yeah. one takeaway for the episode? Like if there's one thing you want people to leave with, is is that it? No. Okay. <laughs> there's many things we want to. Is, this is well, it. go vegan is, is a good one. Go vegan's a good one? That's a good one. How about your life is infinitely precious, don't waste it? Mm. Yeah. You know, do these practices and you'll be able to connect to that in truth instead of just having it being a theory. So many people think that they are not enough. They're not good enough. And it's a lie that has been perpetuated on them by people who want them to buy products in order to make them feel good, that you are infinitely precious. Now start tending to your life force, to your spirit in a respectful, reverent way. Okay, Erica, I think I can come up with a one-liner. Okay, go ahead. Become your own guru mm. because following the light of another for so long will ultimately lead to darkness. What about that? Become your own guru. Anna and I are just teachers to get you to become your own guru. That's all. Well, we teach for discernment so that you can begin to discern. This Find is your truth. This is useful and this is shit. Discerning the difference. Like in our food, you eat a hamburger or McDonald's hamburger, that's shit and translates to poison in your body and sickness. Discern the difference between that and broccoli. All right. Erica's looking for short, sharp, sweet conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of this. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> and one thing, Erica, for sure, is Anna and I still have a sense of humor about you sure all do. this. And laughter is the language of the gods. And enlightenment means to lighten the fuck up. <laughs> and do forest yoga, Erica. Do forest yoga. It is filled with wonderful life tools. I promise I will. <laughs> okay, good. We'll see I'm you done, in San I'm Francisco. Done. Awesome. When are you coming? San Francisco Advanced Teacher Training 2021. Okay. I know it's not next year, but we already been to San Francisco once this year and twice the year before. Mm -hmm. So San Fran is one of our hotspots. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll put all your info in the show notes. I'll put everything people need to find. But in the meantime, if there's one place that you want people to go to, to find you, to find all those trainings, what's the best well, place to go? Well, yeah, forestyoga.com is where to find all the trainings. But also we'd love to turn people onto our amazing music. Mm -hmm. We have musics of all styles. Uh, yeah. You have an album love. coming up? We have an album coming up, but we already have music all, all over the world, all over iTunes. iTunes yeah. is where people can find it. Yeah. Great. Thank you so and much for your time today. Erica, have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. You. In Bali. Ciao, Bella. Bye, guys. Ciao. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We have a degree guest coming up, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. Now, if you want to make my day, help other people find this podcast and or get your chance to win a $75 shop card from Athleta, all you have to do is head on to iTunes or on the podcast app of your iPhone, scroll down on the show's page and click the link, write a review. 
As you leave your review, you automatically enter our giveaway. You don't need to do anything else. And I announce the winner on the next episode after a random draw. If you're newer to reviews and you want to know even more detailed instructions, check out the show notes. You'll also find there more info about our guests of today, Anna Forrest and Jose Colarco. And you can also visit my website for those two things at ericabelanger.com slash blog dash podcast. Our last episode was also supported by Athleta. Thank you so much if you left a review. There was a few really good ones there. The winner of that giveaway is iTunes user Flo Dupree. Flo Dupree said, Hi, Erica. I really love listening to your podcast. Your choice of guests and the great variety of topics is always spot on. Not only do I learn a lot, but I really deeply enjoy each episode and can't wait for the next one. You have a great way to create an intimate, inclusive, authentic, and very inspiring dialogue with each of your guests. It really feels like we are part of the conversation ourselves. I love the episode on the five cents with Michelle Klink and cannot wait to put into practice all of her wonderful suggestions. A big thank you from the heart. Namaste. Flo. See you guys. It's that simple. Thanks, Flo, for your comment. Email me at erica.belanger at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and I'll send you your shop cards. Also, guys, don't forget to visit patreon.com slash on and off your mat to donate or become a monthly member and get your hands on our September exclusive episode and on the video version of this episode. One last thing before we go, I just want to say thank you to Alexander Saba, working in the background, creating the music, editing, and mastering this podcast. Once again, guys, thank you for joining us. Until next time.